0: Hey what's up, Um, this is Ryan Clark, we're here with DB Precision's Face First Podcast. Today was supposed to be about the Super Bowl, um, but it's going to be just a little bit about my favorite basketball player of all time, Kobe Bryant. Kobe passed yesterday along with eight other people, one of those um, being his daughter, Gianna, Gigi, and um, when I found out I got I got a text from somebody and and they kind of sent the news over. Then I went to Twitter because I'm dumb and that's where I guess we get news from now. And I saw it and it was on TMZ. But I was like, I'm not gonna spread this rumor unless I get it from somewhere that somewhere else. It didn't. I didn't. I didn't know somewhere. I just because I didn't want to believe it. And um. So I get it and I call my son first. Um, is in everything now that he's older i have passed on my love for whatever i love to him i love the movie troy it's my favorite movie so now anytime he gets a a new friend or he meets a girl she has to sit down and watch troy because i forced my kids to sit down and watch it and i forced them to love it as much as i loved it because you weren't going to get up unless you told me it was the greatest piece of cinema you had ever seen and my son growing up was a huge LeBron James fan and I was always obviously I was this huge Kobe fan and then when Kobe made Muse I set my son down in the kitchen and we put it on and I forced him to watch it but it was different than watching Troy because I didn't have to force him to love it I didn't have to force him to love Kobe Bryant because hearing Kobe Bryant talk about the game Talk about the way that you need to focus on being better. Even saying things like, I couldn't be good at certain relationships because I was too focused on being great at basketball that resonated with him. Because every conversation we ever had about sports and about working and about being the best you could be at something had that same ring to it. That you may not be great at every relationship. You may not be the best friend or you may not feel like the best teammate at all times if you demand the best of yourself and the best of everybody around you but those were things that I learned from watching Kobe Bryant the first time I heard about Kobe Bryant I was 16 years old I was 16 and there was this dude and he was leaving high school and I was like shoot this dude's kind of like me And growing up, Michael Jordan was my favorite basketball player. But I I felt like I didn't have a choice in liking Michael Jordan. I mean, it was Michael Jordan. I mean, he had a song, and he had shoes. And I was like, man, then it was like these really evil dudes that played basketball in Detroit, and they would just beat on him, and they wrote books about him. I was like, I didn't have a choice but to love Michael Jordan because I didn't have a team, and he was basketball. Kobe Bryant was my choice. Kobe Bryant was like, Picking LSU. It was like I had all these other people and all these other places I could go, all these other basketball players I could love, but he was my basketball player. And I remember I spent most of Kobe Bryant's career arguing with people about Kobe Bryant, not because I wanted them to think that he was a great basketball player, because I believe everybody understood that I wanted people to love Kobe Bryant like I loved Kobe Bryant i and i wanted people to have this this vision of him being everything that was right about handling a basketball i would be like look he's six seven but he has handles like the best short dude or he's six seven and his post-up game is be- better than all the big guys or he's six seven he i would just go through just the multitude of things that he could do with a basketball and i would say how can you not love this dude if you like hooping You like Kobe Bryant. And then the other things that come in, people would be Shaq fans and they'd be like, well, he ran Shaq off or he snitched or he did this. And I would be like, I don't care. He's the greatest alive with a basketball in his hand and he works at it. And I remember, I didn't write anything down for this, by the way, usually like I write an outline and I have what I want to say and I know what I want to say, but I pretty much talked about this since I've heard the news. I'm sure the lady sitting next to me on the plane was trying to figure out why this dude is scrolling through his phone without Wi-Fi, because I didn't have Wi-Fi at the time. While why he's scrolling through his phone, leaning on the, the side of the airplane, crying. Because she's not a Kobe fan. She doesn't understand what's going on. She doesn't watch the NBA. She doesn't know what's going on. She just knows she's the unlucky lady that was in the B boarding group on Southwest. And she had to sit next to the dude who was in the A boarding group. So he got to pick his seat first. And he was the closest to the front with the seat for her and her husband to sit down. So she had to sit next to this dude that can't stop crying. And he has a cold. So he keeps sniffing and sneezing. And it's gross. But I didn't care. I was like, I'm just gonna keep crying. And then there was the dude who was at the, at the New Orleans airport at MSY when I'm waiting for my bag who wants to ask me about the San Francisco 49ers. And like a dummy, like an emotional cutter, I am still scrolling through this phone watching everything. Anybody post about Kobe Bryant because I just want to see it and I just want to know. And he goes, do you think my 49ers have a chance? And right there, I had a decision to make. I, I could have been like, hey, man, don't you freaking know Kobe Bryant passed? But I couldn't do that because that's not for everybody. Everybody isn't feeling what I'm feeling. And I ain't never met him. I don't know him. It ain't my homeboy. So it isn't like I get to say, I have the excuse of, hey man, someone close to me just passed and I'm dealing with it. I apologize if I can't answer your question about the 49ers. So you know what? I had to be like, man, it's gonna be a really good game. And then as people shake my hand as I'm walking through the airport, And they're saying, hey, RC, man, we love you on TV, this and that. I shake their hand. I say, thank you. And I immediately go back to thinking about Kobe Bryant and trying to figure out who am I going to call to be on the phone with me who is mourning as much as I'm mourning because I don't want to talk to anybody who is not mourning. I don't want to talk to anybody who is going to think I'm stupid because I already feel stupid because I cried in the airport in Tampa. I cried on the plane. I cried in the airport at MSY. I cried on the way home. I woke up this morning and I cried again because everything I see about him makes me remember how I grew up with this dude. So to me, he is kind of my friend, right? He was 17 when I was 16 and he was going to prom with Brandy the year before I went to prom. Like, all that junk was cool. And then he was this super intelligent young dude, which at the time, I felt like I was a super intelligent young dude. I went to Archbishop Shaw. I was an honor roll student. I was the only African-American kid to get a Silver Eagle Award. I was like, I'm like him. He's just very good at something that I'm not very good at, but I love it. Like, I liked basketball. I love Kobe Bryant. I like other players. I love Kobe Bryant. I would argue with people, you know, like people are putting out all these things about how you shoot the the paper in the in the basket or in the garbage can and you'd say, Kobe when I would do it, it was around the time Kobe would pump fake the ball eighteen times to get a shot up, and I would pump fake the paper, pump fake the paper eighteen times uh, 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 shoot it Kobe, and if I missed it, I'd go rebound it and shoot it again because I knew that's what he'd do. And then when I would argue with people, when they would say he shot the ball too much, I would try to explain to them, yes, you may think that, but a bad shot falling away from the goal with three people on Kobe is a better shot than Smush Parker shooting it. I needed people to understand that he was perfect in everything he did in basketball, but where I learned to love him was his imperfections in life. Because when he came out, you remember Kobe had a rap song and he rapped in like another language. I was like, oh my goodness, I actually need to pay attention when I go to Spanish. I could one day rap in another language. And so he did all these things. And I remember he came out and he said, I'm going to be, I'm shooting for Michael Jordan. Oh, you can't do that. Oh no, you can't say Michael Jordan. And then I remember people hating him because he was the closest thing we ever saw to it. The junk just looks, it looks exactly like him. And then he comes out, he said, I'm going to win the dunk contest. He wins the dunk contest. And then we go to Utah because we went to Utah, not the Lakers. We went, no, I'm not a Laker fan. I'm a Kobe fan. It's different. I know it's different. I didn't root for the Showtime Lakers because the Showtime Lakers had to play Michael Jordan. I was rooting for Michael Jordan at the time. I went outside when he did the thing with the right hand, switched it to the left and laid it up. I was outside doing that because that was dope. Had he done that on Kobe, I would have wanted to fight Mike because Kobe was mine. And so then I remember we're in Utah. Yep, me and Kobe. We are in Utah together and we're rookies and we shoot two three-pointers and we shoot air balls. And you know what I thought? We're going to be all right not because i thought he'd one day become this great shooter i just knew from watching that dude he'd refuse to do it again but he'd for sure as hell shoot him again and then he becomes a six man and he's he's doing all these crazy things he makes the all-star team and then i remember when my love for kobe reached its reached its peak and not that this was the highest it was ever going to get but when it was a true early climax in his career. It was when Shaq had foul trouble in Indiana in Game, I think it was five. I could be wrong because, like I said, I didn't research this. I'm just going off the top of my head. And Kobe hurts his ankle, and he plays through the ankle injury, and they end up winning the series. And that's when everybody was saying, "Oh, it's all about Shaq." I was like, "But wait, 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 wait! He can't win without this dude." And you know, and they win, they win three of them, and then there's. There's, a, there's a, a time when they're getting to the playoffs. They get in the playoffs and they're in the finals. Shaq's averaging 31. Kobe's averaging 30.5. Shaq has double-digit rebound. Kobe's has a ton of rebounds, assists. And I'm like, nah, these dudes need each other. One's the best big man in the league. The other is the best guard in the league. These dudes are the great, greatest of their positions together. And together they do this. And then they split and everybody starts to hate Kobe because Shaq was likable right Shaq was the star first and I was like hell no Lakers if we got to make a choice we are choosing Kobe and if you let Kobe go we ain't tripping we going somewhere else and win a championship that was what I thought because that was my boy it was like he shot me a text or probably like a two-way back then on the two-way pager and said hey RC they funny I want Shaq to go he ain't really working like I want him to work so we just gonna go ahead on we're gonna let Shaq go or they're gonna keep Shaq and we're gonna go somewhere else and win a championship I'd have be been like cool I will burn these jerseys right away and get me some new ones. And I remember like watching people in their fandom and, and when Prince and, 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 and Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston, all these people who I truly adored what they did in their craft. They were the greatest artists, some of the greatest artists of their time and people are like falling out and crying. I'm like, y'all don't know them people? Like, what you sad about? I know now and anybody, I never said it out loud, but I am sorry, because I get it now, and then Kobe goes through the court cases, and he has to grow up in front of our eyes, and he has to admit that he is imperfect, when all we've ever seen is the, the spin of him be, I don't drink, I don't go out, I don't do this, and now he's faced with this thing that makes you wholly imperfect, not only in a social way but in a biblical way and he has to own up to it and sit up there with his wife and then he's going through court cases and going to games and that's when black mamba came out and i was like who gets to the nickname himself kobe does right and you think back to like kobe systems and you know Kanye be being like i don't know what the f that means like what the hell are you talking about because so much of what he did was on a higher plane of where we thought about him that you're right we couldn't understand it and then it's the nine games of 40 points the four games of 50 points dropping over double nickels in the garden 81 against the toronto raptors 60 in three quarters against the dallas mavericks when they were a great team like he did all this and i remember starting to hate steve nash and steve nash had done nothing to me but just go out and play basketball and win two mvps when i thought they belonged to kobe how dare you rob us that was ours then i remember they they trade Paul Gasol to the Lakers, and I'm like, they are dumb. We finna win. I was like, they so stupid. And then you think back to the, the Celtics forming the big three, and, and, and they win. I was like, I hate them. Then Kobe gets in, and it's against Orlando, and Orlando has opportunities early, and then they finally come back. They win in six. I was like, oh, we back. But what did everybody say? Oh, that's just Orlando. Orlando ain't supposed to be there because remember, it was supposed to be Braun at some point. They had the little puppets and the puppets would fight and it was great commercials and it was all good and we wanted that. But since we didn't get it, it was like Kobe's accomplishment wasn't what it was supposed to be. Ah, she lie. You tell. He worked to get there. Then he doubles back, double back and he wins it again. And I remember he shot it like a million times in the last game, but only scored like 27 points. I said he should have shot it 10 more times because it was freaking Kobe Bryant. Right, and then and then we go into this stretch where they're not winning championship, and the team isn't as good, and his play is diminishing slightly, and he has a higher usage, and people start to say that you know he's not the great player is. And then I remember down the stretch when he's trying to get a team to the playoffs, and he's willing his team and himself to get there, and he pops his Achilles. Anybody who's ever talked to me knows I think basketball players are soft. Why? Because a dude who was playing against Kobe, hurts his knee, gets carried off, freaking crying, not crying, crying, and then he comes hopping back out there? So you gonna tell me you was crying? People had to carry you, but now you could hoop? It don't work that way. You're so soft. Or this guy, I love him, Dwayne Wade, hurts his shoulder, he has to get carted off in a wheelchair. What's wrong with your legs? They hurt their finger and they lay on the ground. So you mean to tell me this dislocated finger makes you lay on the ground? I was like, you got to be the softest tank top wearing, long shot wearing, long short wearing folks in the world. But guess what happened? When Kobe tore his Achilles, what did he do? He shot two damn free throws, made them, and walked off because it was Kobe. And at that time, you couldn't tell me that he wasn't going to come back and still be Kobe, right? It was just all this, you can't come back from Achilles, nobody's ever done it, look at his age, and then the Lakers give him money, you can't give Kobe that. No, he earned that money. Kobe should be have been getting lifetime money from the Lakers. And then we get to the last game, and I'm tuned in, and I'm thinking to myself, I can't He has to do something very Kobe-like. One, he shot it over 50 times. That is very Kobe-like. I wanted him to shoot it 100, and I wouldn't have cared. And he hit 60, and he won. And he dropped the mic, and he said, you know what, Mamba out. Like, all of those things I remember because I was sitting there, and I was like, my homeboy's playing tonight. And I was also wrong about Kobe. I said that Kobe couldn't retire When you watch somebody give so much to a sport, hang on through the knee injury, through the Achilles injuries and and keep, keep playing, you start thinking to yourself, this dude can't give it up. He just loves it so much. This is all he knows. This is all he's ever wanted. It's the only passion he's ever had. He said he couldn't be a good friend, couldn't be a good teammate sometimes because he had to demand the best out of himself and demand the best out of others. How does that dude retire from basketball? He is going to be miserable. He's going to try to come back. He's going to coach. He's going to do that. Kobe said, "Uh uh-uh, nah. Because I know that y'all don't think I could be something else. You don't think I can excel at something else. Let's go win Academy Awards. Let's write, direct, produce, film Dear Basketball. Because he said what y'all didn't know is when they were wondering why I wasn't out on the road, why I'm on the back of the plane reading. I'm reading about putting short stories together. I'm reading about how to build a narrative. I'm reading about how to get my words together so my words make sense to you. Because he was always preparing to be great. And that was why I loved him. And then it was super cool because I spent two decades of my life, half of my life, I spent Trying to convince people to love Kobe Bryant. I wish I'd knew all it was going to take was retirement. I wish I knew all it would take was for people to talk to him, for people to see him, for him to not be the old head who never showed love to the young cats. Right when he's at when he's at the game, he's taking pictures of his. uh, He was taking picture. Damn, shitty to say. He was taking pictures of his daughter, of Gigi, with, with Luca. He was making sure she got to meet Trey Young because that's her, that's her favorite player. He was, he was helping Kyrie win championships. It wasn't that I have all this greatness and I want to hoard it for me. It wasn't I don't want people to be better than me. I don't want LeBron to come to L.A. because it will erase what I did because it can't erase who he was. It can't erase who he still is to me. And so we see him going through life and you see him courtside with Gigi and it's like, man, those two are inseparable. Look how cool this relationship is. Look how much he's, he's given life to women's basketball, to the WNBA, to women's college basketball, how he's just being a dad, coaching his daughter's team and her friends. How at this time when he loses his life, he's with other teammates and other parents and other families who just love their kids like he loves his daughters and his wife. And he's just being a dad. If you can't relate to the greatness of the game, to the to the work ethic that he put into to basketball, to not wanting to be associating or associated or understanding laziness You can relate to loving your damn kids, man. You can relate to passing on knowledge to people who come behind you, to people who have seen you do things, who have idolized you do things, who just want to talk to you, who are just like a piece of that knowledge and always taking the time to share it. See, what's crazy is now we have all these videos and all these people showing appreciation For Kobe Bryant and saying he did this for me he did that for me or he stopped and made this video when we should have been doing those things while he was alive and saying nah this is who dude is when all of you are saying he's something else he's something different nah this is who he was for me when nobody else was watching because I always sat on the side and I just said, man, I would, I, I would love to get an opportunity to talk to him. But I was scared to try to talk to him because I was like, what am I going to feel like standing in front of that greatness? And I remember getting an opportunity before he retired to bring my son to see him play against the Pelicans. And we were sitting courtside. He was like, dad, you were right. He was like his footwork, his, 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 his hustle, his attention to detail. I was like, boy, I've been told you that. Like, I don't know why it take you this long to realize that I'd be right about everything. I was for sure right about who my favorite player was. It should have been your favorite player the whole dang time. And see, and so like, so here's the thing for me, I, 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 when, 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 I, when I think about it and I'm like, how couldn't y'all love him like this the whole time? I realized it was because y'all had to watch him grow up. See, I didn't have to really watch him grow up because grow up, I felt like I was growing with him. When he was going through stuff, I was going through stuff. And when I watched him handle stuff, I said, man, I want to handle it like that. When I watched him in retirement, they said, RC, you should be doing more. This dude's accomplished all that and he is still trying to do more. How can you rest in what 13 years built when this dude ain't resting on what two decades was? He's found something else. He's being great at something else. He's working to be something else while fixing the things that he probably couldn't do while trying to be great at basketball making amends without having to force yourself to make amends and as we think about the nine people that have lost their lives let's not forget about the cousins that have to bury the other parents or the other kids about vanessa and 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 her three girls who still have to be here and bury a sister and a father, and a daughter, and a husband. Because that's who those people are to them. And as we sit here and, and 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 we cry and and we try to deal with it, because that's what I'm doing. I'm crying and I'm trying to deal with it. And I'm here to talk about it because I needed to talk about it to people, but I called all my friends already. I called them all just to talk about it. Don't let days go by without showing that you love people. Because the one thing I knew was when I was getting Phone calls from my mother, my father, my brother, my sister, my aunt, my best friends. And, they all, and all they would ask me was, are you okay? I understood that I didn't wait until he passed away to tell people how much he loved him. How much I loved him. I wore the jerseys. I wore all the jerseys. I wore the USA jersey. I wore the old throwback Minneapolis joint. I wore the 8s. I wore the 24. And I always felt like, you know what? As a grown man, I shouldn't be wearing other people's jerseys. But guess what? That's my homeboy. I can wear it because we grew up together. And if we grew up together, it doesn't matter that I wear his jersey. It doesn't make me a dork or a nerd or a fanboy because it's Kobe Bryant. He's one of the greatest that ever did it. He's my favorite that ever did it. And I'm going to support that. And I'm going to rock through the bad stuff, through the good stuff. I'm still rocking now. And I love sitting at home or getting phone calls from people throughout his retirement who used to tell me when I would be like, hey, man, I love Kobe. I love Kobe. And they'd be like, yeah, he can hope. But I don't want to get a beer with him. And for a little while, I let that weigh on me and be like, well, maybe, you know, maybe you don't have to get a beer with him. And now, though, now I should have said, F you. If Kobe Bryant buys me a beer, I'm going to chug it. And then I'm going to chug it so the next one I can buy for him. It's been super cool to see all of these people tell their stories of dealing and meeting and being around Kobe Bryant. And I'd be lying if I said I'm not jealous. Because I am. And I ain't jealous of much stuff. I don't even really want much stuff. I don't, it just doesn't matter. But if I could have got that conversation, if I could have had that picture that would be something that I would cherish whether Kobe Bryant passed away yesterday or not. The truth is I've lost many people in my life. I've had I had a friend uh, commit suicide in college. I've lost older um, cousins and, and friends and obviously Sean, Sean Taylor. And I'll be honest, I haven't cried this much since Sean. And cause it felt like I almost knew th- Kobe Bryant in that way so all I can say man is like hug the people you love tell them that they are great while they're here be honest with them spend time with them because what's important today you may not have the opportunity to say that it's important tomorrow nine people lost their lives yesterday we don't get them back you don't get that time back and when I see all the pictures of Gigi and Kobe Bryant I I smile I cry a little bit and then I think to myself because you saw him everywhere together like that was his road dog like you saw him you know he even said like when people would come up to him and be like, Kobe, you got to have a little boy, somebody to carry the legacy. Woo, 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 woo. She'd so be like, nah, bro, we cool. I got this. I go back to being a parent and thinking about the fear and knowing that you couldn't keep your child from being scared, you couldn't keep your child safe. I couldn't imagine it. Because we got to remember, we're we're, we're saying Kobe Bryant passed away yesterday, but this dude jumped over cars. Meaning he couldn't jump out the helicopter. Because to me, as much as he was my friend, he was also kind of my hero. I admired him. I thought he was larger than life. And this larger than life human, this human that's not supposed to baby, that, that every day the sun comes up, he's supposed to come up with it, just lost his life going to be a dad. And I look at the smiles that they would have when they were on, on courtside, talking basketball, living basketball. And I often think to myself, or I have thought to myself now, those two can't live without each other. That trying to console Kobe Bryant, if something happened to Gigi, would be something that no human in this world could do. Trying to console her if something happened to her father Would be nothing. There would be nothing in this world that anyone could do to do those things. So they went together, and I hope they held each other, and I hope they consoled one another, and I know they'll walk into heaven together. And so the hoop team up there just got a lot better. They got two stars. I am. Forever, forever grateful that I got to watch Kobe Bryant grow up. This was something that I needed to do for me. It was something that I thought he deserved because of the impact he had on my life. And he'll always be my favorite Hooper. But more importantly, he'll be one of the greatest teachers that I've ever had. This was a special face first podcast Uh, and the mamba is out but he's forever living thank you